10.06 at Radio 14 KMHL. Time for our SMSU campus update. Bill Malso, Vice President of Government Relations, Communications, and Marketing, joining us. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Keith. Hi, how are you? Uh, it's a great day. Happy yeah, to be here. It's uh, a beautiful day, and uh, hopefully, uh, like we were talking about earlier, looking forward to that 67 tomorrow. Fall might really be here come <laughs> I tomorrow. I think so. Also, I like that. Yeah. Also joining us this morning, uh, Dr. Lori Baker. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. A beautiful day as well. And uh, you are just been uh, named, well, I guess as of July 1st, the Interim Dean of College of Arts, Letters, and Sciences at SMSU. Correct. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your background. Uh, you started here in, what, 1997? Yes. So. Which, you know, to me is like yesterday, but <laughs> for some people, that's a while ago. I agree. It feels like yesterday and not 25 years um, that I've been out at the university. Well, let's talk a little bit about your background. Uh, what brought you to Marshall in 1997? Sure. Well, I was in graduate school at Purdue University, uh, where I studied. I have a master's and a PhD from there in rhetoric and composition. And so I was just new to the job search. Um, Really wasn't quite done. Sure. (laughs) But ready to get kind of closer back home. I'm from Nebraska originally. Okay. And I have a brother here in town. Well, that's nice. That worked out well. Right. So saw the ad and. Thought I would apply, and I honestly, I didn't get the position I applied for, but they gave me a different one, and I've been here ever since. Wow. And then uh, from there, uh, how did uh, the interim dean sure. come around? Well, I've had a couple different administrative-like roles at the university. I um, have served as department chair twice for about seven years total. And then for a span of time, I did the, um, why well, the the director, the coordinator for reaccreditation for the university back in 2014. So I've had those different administrative experiences. And then most of the time I've been there, I've also served as the writing center director. So I've had a little bit of a foot in student services and support. So it's given me a good background to understand both sides of the university, all the things. So um, let's talk a little bit about the writing center, as it were. what what happens in the writing center? Oh, the writing is it pretty self place? Is it pretty self-explanatory? <laughs> I mean, you write a lot. Well, what the writing center does, we have a staff of undergraduate tutors, okay. so students, just like the students, they're helping, but they are, you know, they're good at what they do. They're good at communication, writing, and we train them well to help other students. So it's just a free resource where any student can go and get help on any kind of writing. Doesn't matter for what class. Obviously, we see a lot of people in the English classes. Sure. Um, but we'll see chemistry senior seminar papers or people working on a graduate school application or okay. education philosophy of why I want to be a teacher. All all the full range of things students come in just to get a little help on, get a little response to their writing. Sure. Uh, kind of like a proofreader, as it were, kind of going uh-huh. through and uh, making sure all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. A little bit like that. We, we try and avoid saying we're going to proofread someone's paper for them. Right. We say we're going to give you a reader response. We're going to sure. kind of tell you what we think, and we will guide you. But our, our goal <laughs> is always to make the writer a better writer by the end of it. Yeah, you know? no doubt. Yep. Uh, of course, let's talk a little bit about this transition to serving as dean. Sure. How does the position come about? Is it something that... Uh, you apply for or are you nominated? I think a little bit of both. Okay. Honestly, uh, my name was forwarded by a lot of faculty. Um, and so I had applied originally for the position. Um, so 
yeah, uh, and then I was selected essentially. So, uh, is there a selection committee for that? Can I answer? Sure. <laughs> Lori, Lori's underselling herself a little bit. <laughs> she mentioned a pro or a, a position that she's held, and you know, the Higher Learning uh, Commission is our accrediting agency. And when anytime, anytime we have to go through reaccreditation, it is an unbelievable process. Sure. And she has successfully led that. And anytime someone demonstrates that they can lead that, boy, they they are definitely prepared to to you know serve in a dean's role. And so that's one of the things that really stood out about Lori is her ability to guide our campus through that process. So don't let her sell herself short. Yeah. Well, kudos, congratulations. I mean, it's is it's got to feel good to work toward something and achieve that goal, and then you know get that position that you've been looking for. Well, it's, I'm, I'm really fortunate to have been able to serve in this variety of positions for the university, um, and I've, I've always known that I'm lucky in that way. It's a great place to, um, to have had those experiences, and so I, I feel fortunate on, on all accounts, really. So. Sure. Uh, College of Arts, Letters and Science, uh, for those that are unfamiliar with this, what, what does that exactly mean and encompass? Right. So our university has, we have two deans that oversee all of the different academic programs. So my side, my deanship of the arts, letters, and sciences, um, we have six departments, and those include um, social science. So any of those types of programs, history, social work, sociology, psychology, justice, admin, those all fall under that department. I have the Department of English, Philosophy, Spanish, and Humanities. So all of those programs. Then we have another large department, the Fine Arts and Communication Department. So that's, you know, theater, our different art programs, music, comm studies. Then we have math and computer science in those areas. And then the science department, which, again, we have quite a few programs in there with biology, chemistry, uh, environmental science, exercise science, uh, all of our pre-professional programs. So it's quite a range. It's quite a quite a range. And uh, my home program was obviously the English department uh, with my writing center background there. But... Um, I really enjoy getting to work with all the faculty from all these different programs. So with you being the dean of all of these departments, does that mean that uh, you have to oversee all of these departments and and come up with curriculum and make sure that we're on the the right course, so to speak? Well, I think the programs are definitely the ones coming up with the curricula, but I'm there to support them, guide them, uh, provide uh, structure and support, and obviously ideas. Uh, ideas can funnel up uh, any from kind of any area on campus. Sure. So we want to make sure we're responsive to those and really explore what's best for our students, for the community, for the workforce. Yeah, and I think uh, a lot of that, uh, as far as uh, coursework goes, that that comes from uh, the workforce itself. You know, if something mm-hmm. in the workforce, you know, like 25 years ago, nobody had heard of. Uh, of Facebook or, you know, now Meta and all of this. Well, courses have to change in order to fit the workforce, right? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course, uh, with that, uh, we've got newer upcoming programs as well. Yeah, we have quite a few. You know, the other thing that we try and do to really serve our, our mission is to to provide programs and, and methods of delivering programs in ways that work for a variety of students. So we have a lot of programs that are now um, serving online students, and we've had a lot of growth in those online areas, such as social work and psychology. Um, uh, for, in particular, we have a community psychology and health program. So that's one of the newer ones, the sure. newer version of what might have been the traditional psychology degree. Um, 
And gosh, I'm trying to think where you started asking me this question. Uh, so we have a lot of other online programs. Um, History has offers it both a traditional face-to-face program and an online program. Um, Creative we, writing is doing we, that starting this fall. Are we seeing a, a big shift from classroom to online or, or are there some students that say, hey, I have to go to class. That That's how I learn. Absolutely. And so what we're trying to promote the message is that it's not an either or. We're not offering only this type of a program or that type of excuse me, program, but, but both. We're just trying to serve the students in whatever works best for them. So we absolutely um, have our solid and strong face-to-face on-campus programs. And at the same time, we're trying to accommodate learners who sure. can't be there in person. And I think we see a little bit more of that uh, as an outgrowth of the COVID and a lot of people adapted to working and being online. But we also see a really strong response to wanting to be back in person. Sure. Uh, with that, uh, we've, you know, new year, new faculty, and of course, uh, the process of recruiting and hiring mm. said faculty. Yeah. So we're at the point right now where, um, you know, every program uh, develops position requests and those will be coming forward and we kind of go through and vet those. Um, but hiring faculty, I know my own family has been like, really? <laughs> That's what you have to do? Uh, it's quite a process, just given the way the academic year is structured and, and how, um, how things kind of work through for that. So we'll go through a process where we'll create a position request. We'll, all those requests go out nationally. You know, we try and recruit the very best from across the country to come in and teach here at SMSU. Uh, and then uh, we have quite a, a committee that reviews all applications. And then when we narrow down go through phone interviews and narrow down to our finalists. And I mean, they, we bring a couple people to campus and really let them have a couple days of exploring us while we also try and get to know them better before any decisions are made. So it's, it's a really interesting process. I know when I came through it um, and having been on many search committees since that time, obviously in 25 years at the time, it's a, it's eye-opening to me and, and what that involves. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, with that, uh, OER, Open Educational Resources. Uh, exactly what is that and uh, who does it benefit? Right. Well, I think this is something that your listeners would really might be interested in. Uh, it might not be a term they've heard before. Um, so OER is this shorthand, like you said, Open Educational Resources. It's, it's a way um, that we try to create and develop materials outside of the traditional textbook publishing um, route that can cost hundreds of dollars for students to buy. Instead, we are putting up resources and textbooks online that are open access. Anybody can can use them for free. Um, They often have different types of licensing agreements called Creative Commons, and there's varieties of that where other people can add to the materials or adopt them or adapt them as long as they give credit to the original. And so... um, this is a it's a it's an initiative that students are highly vested in. I think if you kind of listen to the student groups across the state and as well as Mint State itself, the system level has really funded and invested in the creation of these open access materials. And so we have quite a few on our campus who have taken advantage of that. Um, I, I, for one, has been part of a group that uh, we received three grants so far to create open access textbook for our 200 level writing course. OK. So students no longer have to buy if they're in the sections that are using that book. They don't have to buy a textbook. It's just free. Where if uh, somebody in the general public wants to find these books that are online, how do they go about doing that? Uh, you can just, if you search open access um, resources, you will get taken to, there's a couple different, port. I'll call it a portal. There's sure. a couple different websites that, um, 
that direct or have search engines that will take you to any of the any kind of topic. So it doesn't have to be just one that our courses are for. Anything you're interested in finding about and learning about, you'll be able to find those. Um, Min State itself has uh, there's educational innovations site uh, part of what of Min State. They have links there to all of the different open access things that they have helped create and or just other databases where you can find what sure. you're looking for. Of course, uh, that would be a lot of uh, different types of headings as well, I'm sure, sure. correct? Oh, yeah. oh, it's for everything. You'd be amazed what's yeah. out there. Yeah. No kidding. We've also got that resource out on our uh, SMSU library site. So if you go sure. to the McFarland Library, they're going to uh, point you to the, in the direction of those OERs as well. Sure. Of course, if you're, um, this happened a couple of weeks ago, we happened to be taking a I guess it was a late evening. It was around 9, 30, 10 o'clock. We were out on the pontoon, and there were some different constellations that were out there that nobody could quite figure out. Well, is that the North Star? It looks like the brightest. Well, no, it was in the southern sky. So what is this? It would have been uh, nice to go and look that up and find all that good stuff. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the expectations that you have for your uh, college this year. Well, you know, it's funny, Bill and I were talking about that. And, you know, my first expectation is we just keep excelling. Like, right, where I think where everyone's doing a great job and we want to just keep going through that continuous improvement process, making sure that we are looking at our curricula, looking at what we're offering, making sure it is like we were talking about before, up to date or what, what the students need now, right? And that sure. we are working to serve those students in the ways that we can. Um, so that's... That's really my broad expectation, um, and I'm hoping that we will uh, continue to, you know, innovate some more programs that we might have more to talk about a year from now. Sure. Um, keep moving forward with that. We have um, some other fun things that have happened recently. Okay. We uh, we received through the gifts of many generous donors. Uh, and some matching grants, uh, some new equipment. And one of those is we have now have a virtual cadaver that was just delivered wow. two days ago. So we're looking for how we can um, have have some community awareness of that and some some maybe tours. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> come and check it out. Yeah, come check it out. But so the programs, you know, they're going to be redeveloping and kind of looking more around how can they use that new equipment that they received Um uh, lots of other things, and Bill knows the full list of all the equipment. Um, but the planetarium has some new lasers. So okay. I know Ken Murphy has been working at you know new shows and all the good stuff that comes with that for the community to come out and see as well. Bill, what uh, other things have uh, we received lately? I think a couple of things that are kind of exciting in our ag area. They've had a couple of investments: uh, new tractors, some new storage space out at the research farm, and then uh, a lab space created on campus. So. Uh, everybody, uh, many of you know Dr. Scott Keeker is an adjunct faculty for us, and uh, he bring, has an intro to animal science class. And so with this new lab, he's able to bring uh, livestock onto campus for the day, and the class is able to have a hands-on experience. So that's kind of a cool one. And then just some uh, smaller investments like in our lab spaces with new uh, telescopes and equipment like that. So always fun to be able to leverage those state dollars with private dollars and, and make those investments for the benefit of our students. You know, and some of the things that uh, have been brought up, uh, hands-on is definitely the way to go, especially when you were talking about the uh, mechanical cadaver. Uh, there's really nothing better than that hands-on in some instances, and this would be one of them. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, a chance to, again, take that 
the technology behind it now. So that's going to be real. I'm really excited to see see what this has to offer. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, with that, uh, anything else uh, either one of you would like to add today? We've got a few events going on. Yeah, uh, of course we want to talk about those uh, tomorrow. Uh, big Ag Career Fair. Uh, we all know the job market's tight right now. There's a lot of opportunities out there for students, so we'll be hosting uh, an ag career fair in the conference center from 9.30 to noon, so hoping for a great turnout there. Uh, a number of home athletic events this weekend. Um, soccer is home against St. Cloud State Friday at 3 o'clock. Uh, golf hosts there the Everspring Inn and Suites Mustang Invitational here this weekend, and that's Saturday and Sunday out at the Marshall Golf Club. Again, football will be home uh, Saturday evening. It's our tackle cancer event, so come on and come on out, watch the Mustangs, and support a great cause there. And then Sunday, uh, soccer will be home against the University of Minnesota Duluth at one o'clock. So it's good to have our athletic teams uh, home this week. And then two big events coming up next week. Just uh, put on people's calendar. We're going to have our second annual SMSU Day of Service. Uh, next Wednesday. It's part of our homecoming activities. We'll talk more about homecoming next week, but uh, Wednesday, September 28th is our day of service. So look for our Mustang family to be out and about in the community, uh, donating their time, helping out a bunch of uh, worthy causes. And then Saturday, or excuse me, Friday, September 30th at nine o'clock, President Jaya Saria will give his state of the university address in the conference center at, again, 9 a.m. And that is open to the public. So I want to encourage people to come out for that, definitely find out everything that's happening at the university. I want to thank both of you for your time this morning and uh, enjoy this gorgeous last day of 90s. (laughs) Looking forward to 60s. (laughs) You bet. Have a wonderful day. And that, of course, uh, Bill Malso, the uh, Vice President of Government Relations, Communications, and Marketing, and Dr. Lori Baker with uh, the University of the Interim Dean of College of Arts, Letters, and Sciences at SMSU. We continue on through this Tuesday morning. This is Sugarland.